When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday, November 10th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, today we're talking Miles Straw on our uh, breakdown of Cleveland's 40-man roster, looking at all the, the players heading into next season who are, are going to make an impact uh, for the Guardians. Miles Straw coming over in a deadline deal uh, from Houston, uh, the Cleveland sent Phil Maton, uh, and Maton helped the uh, the Astros reach the World Series out of the bullpen. Uh, but Straw was a, a piece that the front office had kind of, you know, had their sights on and and, and targeted, and and we saw exactly why once he got here, uh, he he really made a difference at the top of that lineup in the two months that he played uh, here in Cleveland. Yeah, definitely, Joe. Uh, you know, just a right-handed hitter, uh, twenty-seven years old. Um, and he really kind of, you know, after Cesar Hernandez was traded to the White Sox, he's kind of stepped in there and uh, just solidified that that uh, that leadoff spot. And uh, you know, it, he he hit uh, he, he hit in 44 of the 60 games he played for the Indians, uh, hit, uh, hitting 285, uh, 16 doubles, 42 runs, uh, 13 stolen bases. You know, he did, he did exactly what you want a leadoff hitter to do. Right. On a, a team that, that can be full of, you know, stat cast type darlings with, you know, like a guy like a Fran Mill Reyes who can hit the ball uh, a mile and he's fun to watch in, in that way. And, you know, a Bradley Zimmer, who's, uh, you know, got the, the, the sprint speed metrics and, and things like that. Uh, Miles Straw sort of fits right in, 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 in that regard uh, as far as, you know, the measurables and the, the, the things that you can get out of uh, StatCast uh, about him, uh, his sprint speed is among that, that top elite, you know, 97 to 99 percentile in, in all of baseball uh, every year for his career since 2018. Uh, he is an elite runner when he is on base or, you know, out of the batter's box. Yeah, and uh... – you know, we saw that right away. You can see that defensively, especially Joe, the way he closes on balls, uh, just uh, really kind of a remarkable defend a defender. You know, even the going to the gap or or coming in on balls and uh, and uh, you know this this past this past season with Houston and the Indians, 30, 30 stolen bases and thirty six attempts. Uh, and I was looking at his uh, minor league numbers, Joe, in two thousand eighteen. This guy stole 70 bases in 79 attempts at double A and triple A for the Astros. And, you know, those are Kenny Lofton type numbers. We have, we haven't seen those kind of numbers in a long, long time in, in, in Cleveland. And I don't think maybe not in the big leagues, you don't see a guy that runs that much anymore. No, it, 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 
in, in order to do that, you have to be on base. And, and this is a, a guy who, who got on base for Cleveland when he, um, you know, made that, made the transition over. He had a, a 349 on base percentage, which isn't, you know, outstanding. Uh, but he, he was making it, uh, you know, difficult for opposing pitchers because he'd be over there and uh, then you'd have to put something over the plate to Med Rosario and he'd hit the ball far. Uh, it, it really, really looked like uh, when Straw came over, he sort of changed the dynamic of that top third of the order uh, to a to that, to that running sort of mode uh, between those three guys, uh, Straw, Rosario, and and um, Jose Ramirez. Uh, sprint speed, 96th percentile in the league. Uh, that's uh, for his career. Uh, but like we said, his his uh, whiff percentage, which is the uh, uh, the percentile, uh, he's in the top what ninety seven percent in terms of his ability to to not swing and miss, and his chase rate uh, pitches outside the strike zone ninety four percent. So he controls uh, the strike zone pretty well for a, for a guy who's only got what three major league seasons under his belt. Yeah, and this was really his first full season, Joe. Uh, he had, you know, he kind of played in bits and parts uh, for the for the Astros the last few years. But uh, you know, this in between Houston and Cleveland this year, he played 158 games. So you know, the A that shows you his durability, and B, he's able to uh, you know hold that performance, uh, you know, for for you know, in the, for the first full season, and that that's not an easy thing to do, and. There was one thing that kind of jumped out at me, Joe. Uh, this season, he had 279 against fastballs, 273 against breaking balls, and uh, compared to 2020, which you know is a shorter uh, sample size, but he, you know that that wasn't. He had 263 against fastballs in two, two, 2020, and 133 against breaking balls in 2020. So you know he showed improvement in there, the, the, the longer he played, maybe that, that had something to do with it. Yeah. Eventually with, with, with hitters like that, uh, you know, maybe he's, he's starting to recognize the spin on the breaking ball and, and it shows in that number that I said about the uh, in zone sort of uh, percentage. I think he was 94th percentile at, at swinging on pitches in the strike zone. Uh, if you're recognizing the, the breaking ball spin, uh, earlier, you're 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 going to lay off of those pitches more often, and uh, you know give yourself a better chance to to be in a hitter's count. There's never been a better time to register for Indian Subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. 
I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years, and uh, my son was born and raised here, and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even He's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. <laughs> so thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. Straw came over and sort of settled all the questions that Cleveland had faced up until that point in the season about center field. Go back at, at, and look at all the different combinations that they tried to, to work with uh, from, you know, from April when they had Ahmed Rosario running out there to, to start the season. And, and, you know, and then May you brought along uh, Harold Ramirez and tried to play Harold Ramirez in center field. And it looked like he was, uh, you know, swimming upstream trying to come in on, on line drives in front of him. Uh, Oscar Mercado, who had played there, uh, in the past, isn't really the answer in center field. Uh, Bradley Zimmer, who's a natural center fielder, uh, he got to play the majority of, of innings, I guess, out there for the club, uh, you know, sort of between May and, and uh, the, the July deadline. But once Miles Straw was on this team, you knew who was going to be in center field every day. And, and Terry Francona said that at the, at the, the end of the season wrap-up. He said, you know, we knew Miles Straw was going to be our center fielder, and and we, we know he's going to be our center fielder next year. Yeah, and uh, you know when when they made the deal with uh, Mayton, sending Mayton to Houston for a straw. You know, Chris Antonetti said this is a guy that we we've, we've been looking at for over a year. You know, he's an elite defender, uh, elite speed, uh, elite base runner, and uh, you know sometimes when 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 you get that kind of buildup. You know, you, th- there's a letdown when you see the guy play, but there was no letdown. You know, they had this guy pegged right, and uh, it, it's it's turned out to be a really a good deal. So, for, you know, f- at first blush, you know, it's been it's been a really a, you know one of the better deals they've made, especially at at a you know in a difficult spot at the trade deadline. Well, we'll have to see if it eventually works out to be better than uh, Ed Tobinsey for Kenny Lofton. Uh, you know, that, that's sort of the that's sort of the benchmark that you're dealing with in, in terms of uh, Cleveland center field trades there. But uh, I, I will say there was a game in Toronto uh, early on when after they had acquired straw where uh, end of the game, he uh, Yuli Gurriel hit a ball into the gap in right center field and straw went back on it, sort of made this like over the shoulder sliding hook slide catch. Uh, short of the warning track in right center, and it really saved the game for them. That that was like the the biggest defensive play of the game, and 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 Straw made a habit of doing that. You know, the, for the next couple of weeks, uh, any ball that was hit out to center field, once the ball was in the air, you knew it was going to be caught. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a big thing with Francona. You know, when the ball goes up, he wants it caught, especially in the outfield, especially in center field. And, uh, you know, Straw looks like the guy that can do that. I mean, 
like you, you emphasize his sprint speed, you know, just, uh, just, you know, he's just fun to watch. And, you know, he kind of goes back on the ball. Like, you know, there's not a great hurry when he goes back in the ball. He's kind of just almost nonchalant. Like he's, he's done it a thousand times. He knows exactly where the ball's going and, you know, he ends up there. Yeah. It's that, that cruise uh, mode mentality, I guess. Uh, it, it's sort of evident in, in the way he goes back on a ball. He's just sort of cruising to it. Uh, he really does uh, go back over his shoulder, catching balls, uh, running those balls down really as well as, as any uh, outfielder we've seen for Cleveland uh, recently. Uh, he is contract st- uh, situation. He's pre-arbitration eligible. He does not become eligible for arbitration until uh, the 2023 season. Earliest he can be a free agent is 2026. So this is a guy who, who will be around for at least the next, you know, three, maybe four years, uh, depending. Uh, and, and he's really not going to, you know, break the bank. I don't think once he does reach um, arbitration, he could he could be a guy that they sort of don't they don't necessarily have to lock up to a long term deal because they can afford him in arbitration. Yeah, you know, this is a guy that, you know, you can go year to year with or, you know, if he kind of takes off, if he if you're convinced he's your center fielder, maybe you, you approach him with a with a multi year. But I, I he's probably on the back burner as far as extensions goes right go right now, Joe. Right. And and that's sort of the approach that we've you know, we're, we're sort of predicting that the Indian or that, that Cleveland is going to take in this is that you, you've got high tar, high priority targets. When you're you're talking contracts, uh, uh, guys like uh, Framil Reyes, Shane Bieber, Jose Ramirez are, are all the the big names right there. Uh, you would like to see something get done with those guys. Hey, maybe an Aaron Savali gets a, a, a contract before uh, before you start looking at a Miles Straw, but but you never know that it, it's it's tough right now to identify who uh, who Antonetti and Chernoff uh, have sort of selected as that next sort of wave of like the next core of players. Uh, that, that you're going to see uh, getting these deals, but uh, eventually it, it, it should be coming. Uh, where does Miles Straw need to get better between now and the start of the 2022 season? Well, I think, you know, just if, if you know, just how much weight you put in uh, stat cast, I think it would be nice to see him make a little harder contact, you know, become more of a, uh, you know, more of an extra base guy, uh, you know, uh, this past season. Well, you know, he's still, you know, it's 564 bats, 29 doubles, four triples, you know, uh, 48 RBIs, 86 runs, you know, that that's okay for, for a leadoff hitter, but you want to be able to see him drive the ball. A little bit. Right. It, it would be nice to be able to see him up that, that doubles total, maybe uh, a little bit, but, uh, again, if you're Miles Straw and you're on first base, there's a good chance you're going to be on second base at some point, uh, you know, one way or another. Uh, but you're right. He, everything in baseball nowadays comes down to hard contact and, and how much hard contact are you making? And Miles Straw is not making hard contact. Uh, he is in the uh, he, his, he's at third percentile, three, uh, the, the, the third percentile in the league. Uh, in hard hit percentage, uh, expected slugging percentage, sixth percentile, barrel percentage, third percentile, and average exit velocity, 15th percentile for his career. Uh, that's, that is a, a guy who is not hitting uh, 
uh, hard line drives. And, and, you know, when he does, they're not leaving the bat with the, the most exit velocity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of, if you're, we, we will and Keeler hit them where they ain't, maybe that's, maybe that's his philosophy right now, but yeah, I, I would think as he, you know, get, gets a little more experience in the big leagues, Joe, he, he, this was his first full season, you know, as he grows into his body a little bit, gets a little stronger, that, that, that hard hit percentage should improve. And I'm sure we're not the first ones pointing that out to him. All right. Uh, just to, to go back over uh, some of these stat cast rankings uh, for him for, for the season, um, uh, his average exit velocity, 87.1 uh, miles an hour, that ranked 213th in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, but his sprint speed, uh, 29.3 uh, feet per second, ranked 25th in Major League Baseball. And his outs above average uh, in in uh, you know 2021, uh, 13 outs above average. That was fourth overall in, in Major League Baseball. So that's a wow. that's a defensive metric. That's uh, that's pretty outstanding actually. Uh, and it was one of the reasons why he was a finalist for the Gold Glove in center field in uh, the American League. Of course, uh, Michael A. Taylor uh, didn't or did win that. Uh, I got a tweet from a, a, a reader, and he uh, he said, you know, the argument could be made that Miles Straw is uh, is the fifth best defensive center fielder in the uh, in the American League uh, Central Division. And then I started thinking about uh, who who else is out there in terms of the American League center fielders. Well, you got Michael A. Taylor in Kansas City, who you know led the league in defensive runs saved. I think he had something ridiculous, like 19.5 defensive runs saved. Uh, you've got Byron Buxton in Minnesota, who is outstanding in his own right when he's healthy. Uh, you got Luis Robert, who won a gold glove two years ago uh, for the, the White Sox. And I, I believe you got Akil Badu in, uh, in Detroit, uh, who's, who's out there, uh, you know, a, another uh, rookie. But uh, – you know, I think it would be between Akil Badu and Miles Straw for that last spot, wouldn't it? Uh, Jeez, I didn't think about that, Joe. That's a pretty impressive list right there. They, they, those are five guys that can go get it. The uh, the AL Central, the land of center fielders right now, I guess, uh, <laughs> in terms of defense. Uh, I, I guess it, maybe what we haven't seen from Straw is uh, him throwing to bases as much. Uh, I guess because he's catching everything that's hit out there, you, you're not really worried about him throwing the ball. But uh, you know, I don't really, I don't really think we know enough about his arm to to make a judgment there. Yeah, I I, I can't remember too many throws he's made, or and you know, good throws or bad throws. So that's probably a good thing, you know, that that he's thrown to the right bases and he, he's getting the ball to the cutoff man on time. Well, you don't have to throw it uh, hard or very far if uh, if you catch it before it hits the ground. I guess is uh, is is the most important thing. All right. Uh, Looking ahead, we've got uh, breakdowns of Bradley Zimmer and uh, Zach Plesak uh, coming up for the rest of this week. Uh, and our uh, subtext subscribers, uh, you know, keep an eye out on uh, Sunday. We'll be sending around a, a text uh, asking you to rank the next five uh, in, the, in the group of um, players that we're breaking down for uh, the following week. Uh, looking forward to talking uh, about Zimmer and um, and Plesak, uh coming up uh, later on this week. 
Hoinsey, when we uh, get a chance, we'll talk to you then. Good deal, Joe.